What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs headquarters. What's up? And uh, we have quite quite a long first question in front of us. I think we're just going to dive right into this one. Do it. No banter in the beginning. No banter. Banter free. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you know? It says, what's up, PJ? Holy shit, I can't believe the Lord himself is listening to my question and hopefully about to answer it. Man, you're a badass. Thank you for being you. My question is about getting uh, getting put on TRT. I'm 29 years old. My weight is 182. I'm 5'7 and probably like 16% body fat. I started feeling symptoms of low T a couple years ago, but this year was recently where it really got to the point that I can't take it anymore and my hopes of my natty test levels coming back are out of the question. I feel tired as fuck all the time and I'm not in a good state of mind. I feel negative all the time, mostly moody. I can't get hard for shit. I've lost all interest in sexual pleasure. I'm fully content with my recent breakup and not at all interested in jumping back into a new one. That's how <laughs> fucked up I am. Never have I ever thought like this. I guess all the years of using pro-hormones did a number on me to be exact i did about two to three cycles each year since i was 22 and out of those years in between i did two actual test cycles where my first cycle was 20 at 24 was test e 500 milligrams a week and trying to eat 200 milligrams a week for 12 weeks and my second steroid cycle at 27 just did test e at 500 milligrams a week for 12 weeks so with me feeling the way i do in life there has been a a, and it feels like the life has been sucked out of me. I'm tired, moody, negative, can't fuck, don't want to even try. My strength in the gym is declining with each workout I do. I feel weaker and weaker. And for all that I've been diagnosed in depression, <clears throat> de- for, after all that, I've been diagnosed with depression. The doctor tried to prescribe me antidepressants and Viagra, and I gave that a try because the doctor's supposed to be right, right? I tried the antidepressants, didn't do shit, still the same symptoms, still got tired. And got tired of feeling sick and tired and feeling so hopeless all the damn time and came to a conclusion that I'm depressed because my test levels are so low. It's making me feel depressed. So with this year being the worst and the symptoms outweighing my well-being of life, I got bloods done about two weeks ago and got a call from my doctor saying that they are referring me to an endocrinologist because I am low. I don't understand the lab work on the paper except for the words testosterone serum, which is 125 out of 264 and 916 and free testosterone, which is 1.3. And T4 free, which is 1.24. And my TSH, which is 0.431. I'll try to attach my labs in in a photo so you can see the numbers for yourself and let me know if if I'm for sure going to need to get on TRT. I have a Uh, few questions. Yes, already, but uh, (laughs) his numbers are shitty. Uh, my question is, uh, does this prove I have low T and does this mean that I'm going to get put on TRT? And my other question is, instead of going to see an endocrinologist, I made the decision to go see a urologist. Instead, I've made an appointment with him next week. I feel that they would have, they would be more open-minded and likely to help me instead of trying out 100 things before they put me on TRT. I'm sorry, but I don't have any more extra time. I've been dealing with this long enough and I'm, I'm tired of my life sucking and never wanting to get out of bed. My other question, what if they try to put me on Nova or Clomid to try to get my levels up? I know, I don't know that I, no, I want to get put on TRT because it's going to work and fix the problem and stop these horrible symptoms. My last question, probably the most important, should be, uh, should I be open to all my pro, about all my pro-hormone and test E trend cycles to my doctor? Or do you think I should not dis- disclose that info because it will open up another can of worms that will make him more untrusting and unlikely to, pr- unlikely to prescribe me TRT because he's going to think that I'm just there to get steroids and therefore ruining my chances and adding, uh, adding of getting prescribed and have to add a couple more years of feeling like shit thank you pj i know this was long as shit but thank you to take the time out of your day to do this for me it means a lot especially with the way i've been feeling i know you've been there before and can kind of feel what i've been going through have a good rest of your day yeah your testosterone is really low your estrogen is probably in in the ratio to your testosterone sucky and that's why you feel that way it's a pretty textbook case and you should always tell your doctor everything 
because once you tell him all the stuff that you did, he's going to realize that you screwed yourself up, and that's how you fix it. So be honest. You'll get on some testosterone. You'll feel better. This next one says, blood work. says, hello, PJ and Blackstone Labs team. I hope you guys are doing well. My question to PJ is I started TRT two months ago. The doctor put on a Nibido, a test depot, one gram per four milliliters, uh, then a booster shot a month after I took a blood test three weeks after the second injection and compared both results as you see below. Uh, first injection, three weeks after my injection. Lipid and thyroid profile is normal. My question is why my free test isn't high above average. Is it too soon to judge? Is there something else I'm missing? I don't feel any difference in the gym. Sex is just a tad better than before. Mood and energy too. Should I ask the, the doctor to decrease the injection time between my injections? My next injection is after 10 weeks. What should be done to improve the free T? Thanks a lot, PJ. Those are his uh, Let's look at this. Well, I mean, only three weeks after your second injection, I mean, your your test total actually went up a lot. Your test total to start was 201, which is terrible, um, and then it was 745, which is really good. Um, you're at the you're at the high end of normal. Usually, if you're going weekly and getting weekly injections, you'll be around 1,100, which is ideal. That's a great bodybuilding number to be at safely. So your actual testosterone numbers went up a lot. The free testosterone the free testosterone went up too. Um, it went up too. I mean, he only did two shots. It's not going to go through the roof. Skyrocket. Uh, I don't understand why he's doing the protocol that he's doing as far as the way he's spacing it out. Um, the best thing to do is just be able to get it on where you're administering it yourself once a week. Then you'll be high in, in, in both and you won't have to worry about anything. <clears throat> this next one reads, I've got a question. Hi, PJ. I have a hard time swallowing pills, and I was just wondering if it would be okay to break open my pills and mix them in a protein shake. One example would be Recomp or, or, or Orthobolic. Would it be okay to break that one open and mix it with a shake? Thank you for taking the time to answer my question, Brad. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. They just don't taste good. Not going to be very tasty in your juiced up. <clears throat> and speaking of contest evaluation, what do people mean when they say conditioning, flat, separation, and etc.? Well, I mean, these are terms that most of us that have been around competing or have competed are going to use. And when you get to a certain level of body fat where you can kind of see everything on your body, maybe not necessarily necessarily like a bodybuilding level, you kind of get a good feel for how your body looks when it's uh, full versus flat. And so when you're full, that's when you've eat, eaten enough to where your muscles feel like they can pump up really easily and they're pushing through your skin, where when you're flat – Usually comes from not even eating enough carbohydrates. Sometimes it comes from not drinking enough water. It's as simple as that. I've had people where they were, you know, getting ready for a show and they're like, I'm flat, I'm flat. I'm like, go back and drink 32 ounces and start all over again. And they'd come back and they'd be like, oh my God, I'm full now. It's amazing. All I did was drink water. And it's, you need the water to be pumping into your muscles if you're going to fill out. So as far as separated, that's usually a matter of condition plus fullness. So when you diet down really, really hard, you can just keep eating less and less and less and lose weight and get skinnier. But if you're not feeding the muscles properly that where they stay full and push out through the skin, you're not going to have the same separation, which is going to make you look flatter, which is going to in turn make you look softer because you don't have all this hard muscle popping out through the skin. So just terms that we use, you know, um, Based on how we've seen ourselves, you know, at different weights and different looks, you know, some people that have dieted down to to shows at two thirty five might tell you, you know, at two thirty five I look really hard and lean, but at two forty five I'm I'm full, but I'm a little too soft still, and my separation comes out more as I get closer to that weight. So it's just things that we use on ourselves when we've learned our bodies a lot. <clears throat> 
I think it also comes from um, a feeling. Like you, you can't really describe how you're feeling mm-hmm. other than like, ah, oh, instead of feeling round, I feel flat. Yeah. I feel like it I could be rounder. It is a lot of psychological too. Yeah. It's more so a feeling of a – it's not like somebody looked at somebody were like, you look flat like a wall. Well, when you look when you look flat, only an expert will notice that. Right. When you feel flat, you're going to notice it because nothing know. happens when you're pumping up and posing. You're like usually after five yeah. or six sets of bicep curls, my arms feel round and full and now they're not. I've had that happen at shows before. It sucks bad. I've been backstage where I was super lean. But it came in so flat that nothing was happening. And I was like, well, I hope they don't care about muscles being pumped up at this, at this one. <laughs> I hope they don't care about having muscles. All right. This next one says, antigenin equals anivar? Question mark. <laughs> I've seen articles come across my news feed stating the harmful effects of laxogenin supplements because they convert to anivar in the body no, and lead to dangerous <laughs> side effects. The only side effects I've heard from laxogenin is a headache if you take too much. So since you're a supplement wizard, or should I say a supplement lord, lord, can you shed any info on this? Does laxogenin convert to anivar in the body? Are there potentially any harmful sides? And if so, at what dose? And since actual anivar is regarded as one of the better cutting drugs, would it be advantageous to use laxogenin long term while dieting down? As always, you are a generous lord above men, and we are all grateful for your dissemin... I, I'm not even going to attempt it. ...of information <laughs> to us down here in the masses. Uh, fluff. <laughs> Well, fluff. For starters, it does not convert into anivar. That's hilarious. Um, also, anivar is not the actual chemical name. It's oxandrolone. Anivar is actually the name. Anivar is owned by Jared Wheat, my partner. He has a product that's literally called anivar. But it is not actually anivar. Either. No, because anivar is actually oxandrolone. Right. And that is Inception. But <laughs> it is – people compare it to anivar because they don't know what else to compare it to. And people know that anivar is a good steroid. And so people are always trying to compare stuff to steroids. Now, I do think that um, laxogenin is good. We have our product, anagenin. Guys, I have found that you need way more than girls. Girls, you can get away with taking one or two caps a day. That's 50 milligrams if you're doing two. But but ladies, you can take 100 milligrams, no problem. Most of the study on laxogenin is at a 100 milligram dose. I've also seen studies at a 200 milligram dose, which means you'll be doing eight anagens a day. Now, guys, if you're really pushing it, and you want to maximize like what you can get naturally off of a strong product, by all means, do that. Keep, and keep, keep on buying specifically Anagenin from Blackstone Labs too because you're going to blow through that stuff fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it doesn't convert into Anabar. You don't have to worry about any side effects from that. All right, next one comes from our boy Hairdav. Girl man, I should say. Good, man. Says, uh, hi, Josh and PJ. Uh, PJ, please don't get angry. He, 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 he. I simply noticed the your slash than for some time and mentioned it. But as I said, I think you have a rich, juicy mind and kind heart. No one behind Haradav persona has English as first language. It was my third language, so I try to speak it as good as possible, even when speaking in Genovese, which is why our English is very imperfect. <laughs> Thank you for constant compliments on my intelligence. Coming from you means a lot. My question is... What do you perceive as traits of intelligence? What do you think intelligence is? Do you think intelligence and or its traits can be improved? And if so, how? It might sound like a silly question, but you have brought up comedic ability as a big sign of intelligence. And I think there are dumb people with doctorates and dumb people who think they're artists, but they're just unemployed, LOL. Question for Coach Josh. PJ and Lady Salvagna, as well as Coach K, also said yes to collab. Would you be interested in making a cameo as well? If any of your active, passionate Legion athletes ever could benefit from the engagement of that being in a Haradev video can bring them, please let me know. I've been blessed by collabs from people like Lobliner, Jerry Ward, Martina Marco- Marcota, uh, England Tensity. 
a PJ and now even a sitting senator isn't interested. So I'm always looking to try and pay back the universe's blessings. What senator? Lots of love to you. Thank you very much for all these answers. They are gold to the mind. And uh, yes, I, I definitely am, am down to make a, a quick little cameo as long as I can agree to whatever I'm doing beforehand. I think I could uh, oblige. You got to spell it out for him first. <laughs> yeah. So um, well, for starters, I know a lot of dumb people with college degrees. So a lot of people, for some reason, the older generation measures a lot on a college degree. But some of my dumbest friends have college degrees and some of my smartest friends do not. Um, so that certainly isn't an indicator. Um, and yeah, there are, I have met dumb doctors too. Uh, but they just happen to be good in school and were able to pass enough tests and learn about that one particular subject of the human body or a specific part of the human body uh, on a level that you know they understood. And this is going to take me to the IQ test. There's a reason why they utilize IQ testing. So your IQ doesn't measure how smart you are. It is a measuring of your ability to understand. The higher your IQ is, the more ability you have to understand things. And that's a very like simple layman's way to describe what that IQ test is. So somebody with a very high IQ of 140 is considered genius-like. And I'm going to dazzle you all with they tested me in sixth grade at 137. They told my parents that the reason I was bad in school was because I was too intelligent and that I was bored in class and because of it I was acting out because I was getting done with my work so fast. They talked about skipping me a grade and my mom didn't want me to because I was already a fat dork and for certain was going to get picked on and bullied being a fat dork that was younger than everybody else. So I stayed a fat dork in the sixth grade and, and actually wasn't not a fat dork until eighth grade. So I had a couple more dorky years with some big glasses and a lot of sweatpants to go. Big glasses. Big glasses and sweatpants. Hmm. Um, but that was Okay. Uh, because I had the ability to understand a lot of different things, which is also why I think you guys enjoy listening to the show because I can answer questions fairly easy on all of your different subjects. I think that is the greatest indicator of a person's intelligence. Usually somebody that has a higher IQ has the ability to understand different types of jokes, can probably listen to different types of music, can figure out certain things like basic tricks to getting a car to drive better to, I don't know, cutting some origami if they've got a little bit of art- artistic ability. Do you cut origami? No. No, you just bench it up, right? Yeah. There you go. Maybe but maybe you have to cut it before you bend it. That that all goes into IQ as well because <laughs> you have to understand where you're cutting and bending. And uh, you don't want to bend where you're supposed to cut and cut where you're supposed to bend because no. then that, that's not going to end up looking very good. Um, <laughs> I do find that most – most comedians, even the ones that like use being like dumb as part of their shtick, they're so well thought out that there's a great deal of intelligence that goes into that. Because you're taking a lot of them are taking regular life scenarios that we get and exposing like the hilarious side to them. You know, like the small nuances everybody doesn't pick yeah. up on. That once you once it's put in front of your face, you're mm-hmm. like, oh wow, that is actually hilarious. For sure. I mean, like. I, I think Jim Jeffries is hilarious, and I, you can oh tell God. he's an intelligent guy. I love Jim Jeffries. Like, just the stuff that he does on, like, religion and stuff like that. Like, he's just a very, very funny way to look at many things. A lot of people find him offensive, but he knows that he's being offensive, and that makes it even funnier. Yep. So, I think, actually, I've heard a comedian say before about intelligence that, like, you don't really understand any topic that you can't explain to a five-year-old and have them <laughs> understand it afterwards. You don't really get it. Well, if I, you can't tell it to a five-year-old and have them be like, oh, well, that makes sense because how yeah. would you break it down in most layman's terms? And I try to put, to laymanize everything for everyone. And, and it was actually David, who's highly intelligent, who's our vice president here, who told me one day, he was like, you're really good at explaining things. 
And I told him, I was like, I try to explain things like as if I'm teaching a five-year-old to figure it out. So when I do my like workout videos for you guys, I feel like people con- consistently say like, oh, I understand this exercise better now that you explained it that way. And that is very, very important for what we do. So if we weren't doing this, if we were doing like Legos – you know, I would say, listen, you're going to take this piece right here and you're going to put it like this because this is what you're going to get in the end. And I would make you understand why you're going to be putting these pieces together just because that's the way that I approach things. Um, but I do – I'm not going to sit here and talk about why I'm smarter than everybody. I mean you guys have already figured that out a while ago. That's why I'm the one answering your questions and not vice versa. But <laughs> – Maybe we should do that. Wanna? I don't know. Should we? Is that is With that the, just, is just is that just asking for it? This is opening up the biggest can of worms ever. <laughs> can o legion worms. All right. So the next question is about Sustanon. Good says, old Sustanon. Hey, what's your opinion on Sustanon for HRT? What dose would you run? If not, what's a good Sustanon cycle for leaning? Thanks, Frank. I uh, I feel that Sustanon is nothing more than like a marketing ploy, and that is a very overrated. People like it because they're like, oh, it's four things in one. It almost makes a fifth thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That, like, the first time I ever had somebody <laughs> tell me what Sustanon was or try to get me to buy all of Sustanon, they were like, look, it's four different types of tests, and it kind of creates a fifth. <laughs> because all four are in there together, it's like, oh, there could be a fifth one in there, you know, one that you don't know about. That's and that, that's amazing. what makes it so much better. And, and that's I was like, marketing. Yes, Dude, yes. that's marketing right there. That makes so much sense. There's four. There has to be a fifth one being created <laughs> on its own in the bottle in this little ecosystem of test in there. It's the perfect storm. For creating something that we don't even know about. Doesn't exist. (laughs) So I I hate to to break people's bubbles on this one. And then I'll actually get into the specifics of it. Testosterone is testosterone. So if you're doing 250 milligrams of sustenon versus 250 milligrams of sipinate versus 250 milligrams of enanthate, you're still doing 250 milligrams of testosterone no matter what. Now – the molecular weight is different because there's different esters that are added on to make these testosterone depots release at different rates in your body. The molecular weight of sipinate and enanthate are the closest. And if you remove the the sipinate molecule as well as the enanthate molecule, the weight of the testosterone, don't quote me all on all the, all the way on this, is I believe 70 or 72 on one and 72 or 74 on the other. Testosterone propionate, which I hate, which a lot of people are like, oh, it's not as strong. You're, do- you're only doing 100 mill- milligrams. I'm like, well, yeah, you're only doing 100 milligrams. But if you all of a sudden do 250, you're actually getting the most non-estered testosterone because it has a heavy, heavier molecular weight. I believe it is 76, so it's slightly more. So if you're actually doing X amount of cc's, you're getting more out of it. But at the end of the day, it all is testosterone, guys. So blending up four – you know, it's like if you went to like four different gas stations and you're like, I'm going to put a little bit of this gas, a little bit of this, and just sprinkle in maybe like some 93 octane at the end. You're still just filling up your gas tank. You're not going to get extra miles <laughs> out of it. I think uh, the, the, one of the miles, maybe you'll drive a little bit faster for a day. I think the, the best way to uh, to give them an example is like, you know, those different esters, the different times is like if you were to just do like uh, suspension. Like you could do 200 milligrams of suspension and it's done that day versus doing 200 yes. milligrams of anathate, which yep. is going to break down over and time. Suspe- suspension is actually suspended in water, so there's no ester to slow it down. So that's pure testosterone. So when you do 100 milligrams, you're actually getting straight 100 milligrams. But again, no ester, still just test. Yep. Not any different than the test mm-hmm. E that has the ester. It's just releasing at a different time. Absolutely. I, I, I love – I've been getting the sustenon questions for years and I figured this out when I was like 25. 
I'm yeah. like, so it's all just testosterone. What does it matter? Because people would be like, bro, I got this new stuff called T400. Sussing on 9,000. When you do it, it's so good that it triples the size of your ass after you shoot it. I'm like, I feel like that's not good. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. I had this kid, this kid, <laughs> this kid Jay, he, that like he would come into the gym like limping. And he'd be like, bro, shit's fucking sick. Five cc's. And he'd be like, look at my leg. And there'd be like grapefruit-sized welts. On his leg, and he'd be like, it's so strong. And I'd be like, that is not because it's strong. That is because it's burning your muscles off. It's so strong, <laughs> I can't walk. You're, like, poisoning <laughs> your muscles with that shit. I also feel kind of sick. <laughs> it's so strong that I have 103 fever. I'm sweating a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh, man. Next one says, hey, PJ, I need your help. I have a little brother that is 16 and has been working out for a couple of years, plays football, is active, and looks good for his age. I know he's an idiot for starting to take HGH. He really thinks Whoa. it will help him grow taller and build more lean muscle. He does not listen to me on how stupid it is for him to take that at such a young age. Why? He knows I've taken some gear on and off, but I've always explained that I didn't start my cycles until I was 22. He will not listen to me at all. I feel if it comes from someone like you that he will listen. Big fan. Have followed you for years, man. Love all the free information you give freely and how real you are. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny, how the hell is he getting hgh i have a hard time getting hgh and at 16 i, I mean what is this kid's bank account like he's first of all he, i need to know what he's paying i wish that you included that in there because i'd tell you right from the payment part of it how fake it is on a scale of one to ten i mean like i'm not playing football for my high school or anything but i it's not even financially does he have a crazy allowance yeah like ask your mom if she wants to adopt any kids yeah I'll come over for a while. I'll get you guys real G. Nah, I can't even joke about something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we're going to have to cut that part out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Obviously a joke, guys. Oh, no. This goes back to the whole intelligence question. Here we go. We're going to get a thousand DMs about that. So you said in the podcast. (laughs) Where the hell at 16 years old are you getting GH? Did he Google it? Is is this, like, real? Like, is this can this be real? If If he is ordering anything online, I promise it's fake. And if he's getting anything from a fellow high schooler, that's got to be fake too. Unless it's one of those kids that has like a growth issue that like is prescribed growth hormone to to fix his actual growing. And they do actually do that. I actually uh, went to school with a kid no, whose, I, I, whose brother was like miniature. Yeah. Until he was a senior in high school. He was like this little miniature person. And um, not miniature like that little Indian guy that I've been talking about lately. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? I feel like Trevor will know. He's been in some rap videos. That tiny little Indian man, he's like the smallest man in the world. He's a tiny little man. He's amazing. He, he like lifts weights. Did he die? Oh, did he die? Yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry. That's really sad. Damn. I love that little man. I didn't even get to know him. He was. I, we have to bring him out. We're going to Google him after this. Um, There's like little pictures of him curling like one pound dumbbells, and they're like big <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> um, he's been in somebody's rap video. Uh, anyway, I, he was like that almost. And then they put him on a very aggressive growth hormone protocol because his growth plates were still open. And they basically gave him like full bottles of serostim. I think it was once every 26 days for like X amount of time, the whole bottle. Yeah. Because that's how it's designed to be done like with children like that. Right. And at the end of it, he was like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, like he was pretty pretty like normal size. Wasn't right. giant or anything like that, but he wasn't a tiny miniature man. Did you find him? Yes. Yes, dude. That is him. Yo, how awesome would it be to hang out with him? I don't know if I'd be scared. That's like scary. I would not be scared. That's like I would carry him around in your pocket. Look, there he is next to somebody. He's barely knee height. Look at his most muscular. Jeez, look at his whole knees. I love he has bleach blonde hair. Goodness (laughs) gracious, I was not expecting. What country is you from? Like Pakistan or something? 
Or is it actually India, maybe? I actually had a buddy that was, uh, well, actually, he was my buddy's little brother that, his name was Scotty Jacobs. Scotty Jacobs. And little Scotty Jacobs was just too little. And so his doctors prescribed him growth hormone for a couple of years. And he's still the littlest motherfucker uh, I know. It did <laughs> work for him. And it's, it's funny because he'll joke about it. He'll be like, yeah. He's like, I'm I'm still this short. Like, I did growth hormone for like three, like real deal growth hormone for like three years. Like, he's like, I gained like three inches. That's <laughs> like, Well, I mean, the good news for the high school kid is it's probably fake. So, like, he is definitely crazy. But he's probably not messing himself up. Like, I hope he's not messing himself up, but, like, what are you willing to inject in yourself at 16 know, years yeah, old, man? Like, that's a lot, you know? He's from India. He died at 23. Oh, that's terrible. I feel like tiny little people like that, they're not made for this world for a long time, you know? Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, same same thing in the in the polar opposite. People that have, like, gargantuan. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not, yep. not going to, like, make it no. as long either. It's just not. Think about the difference in sizes of hearts for a little tiny person versus the big giant person. Right. It's, that yeah. little guy's heart's, like, the size of an eraser. Yeah, and then the giant people's hearts like the size of a fucking pepperoni Grapefruit. pizza. Yeah, <laughs> pepperoni pizza. <laughs> it's a lot of grease flowing. <laughs> so I don't even know what to say about this one. Like, this isn't even really a question. This is more of a cry for help. Um, how do we reach? How, how would PJ reach out to your little brother? Does he have? Like, does he? Is he got like a blue check on Instagram? Is he like, like what's? So he's I mean, 16 and, and playing football good enough that your coach is like, hey, you know, when this comes out on the podcast, he's got to show it to him, or when the YouTube video comes out. You just go to this part in the video. All right, so if he's going to show it to him, we need to do a real serious stir and look into the camera and be like, hey, you quit doing that shit. Beat up that kid that's selling it to you, too. You quit doing that shit. That's not good. (laughs) All right, next question. What do you think of this shirt, by the way? People watching. Pretty, uh... Will it be out yet by the time this, uh... No, why? Uh, Nah, dude. Come on. I grew out of of my regular size. We also have some some sweet new uh, shirt ideas on the way. We won't won't disclose those, but we we have been thinking all weekend. All right, next one is about SARMs. It says, hi, guys. I'm 40, 5'11", never worked out much before. I'm almost one year going to the gym now here in Boston. I started at 163 pounds, and for the last three, I started last three, I started on SARMs, and I'm on the last month and going to start PCT. Three months. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've been watching some of your videos and definitely going to work with your products. I was uh, chatting with one of the guys, one of your guys, and they recommend these two that I saw the videos, and I was answering – if they combine with the other, a brutal force and eradicate. The two I saw at the videos, and I was answering if they combine with the others, gear support, evaporate, and PCT for afterwards. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with my weight, and I just need to lose some abdominal fat and get more resistance when it comes to bench press. If anything that you guys can help, please let me know. Thank you. Well, the brutal force and eradicate stack great together, and they will absolutely help your bench press. Um, the gear support should be taken year round and evaporate is to cut water weight. So if you're not trying to cut water weight, then you're not going to want to take it. But and then PCT for afterwards. You got the PCT that on any of the pros you have to take. So brute force, abnormal, chosen one, um, method quad, like you've got to take the PCT no matter what. It's not a bad idea when you go off those to take apex mail too. Next one comes from Austin. He says, what's up, boss man? One of the Legion members here, Austin0983. What's up, brother? What up? First off, I just want to say thank you so much for letting me be a part of the team. It's truly an incredible feeling being a part of a supplement company whose products I truly believe in. I've been a part of two other companies and can honestly say I like how they're managed much more. And I feel like I'm valued as part of the team. So thanks for that. Now for the question. I saw your post you recently did with Alex about the post-comp uh, IV hydration. Uh-huh. My next show isn't until October 20th, Classic Physique, but I'm curious what you might recommend for a post, 
post-comp hydration. I know a place up here in Charlotte that does them, but I've got absolutely no clue where to start. I've combed through Instagram posts as well as podcasts, and I'm sure I might have missed an answer to this question. Hopefully I can get your take on it. Thanks, man. Peace out. Bye. Austin Phillips. Um, start with water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Cappy Cap was a star in that video, by the way. Well, Slappy Cappy Nappy Pappy. forgot his name for a minute. Um, the most important thing that you do after a show, because you can hydrate yourself on your own. Um, you don't need to do it through an IV, although you're going to rapidly hydrate yourself through an IV. Nothing is going to replace the fact that you have to drink lots of water. But you're definitely going to want to do the glutathione. You can get a push of glutathione or you can get it in a bag, and it should be added into the end. Whenever we do any of the videos with Liquivita, Liver New, we always talk about how you've got to add the glutathione at the end and not let it sit in there because if it sits in that solution, the high doses of vitamin C and stuff are going to kill it. So after the show, usually you're at your weakest and, and typically most unhealthy. And um, if you did this show assisted, as I like to call it, you're probably using some oral assistance. I thought you were talking about like crutches. <laughs> those, those things are the ones that are the hardest on your insides. And that's where the glutathione really comes into play to wipe that stuff out. Now, as for the hydration goes, it all starts with saline solution. And – where it goes from there is really depending on the company that's making the products for these these centers. Some of them have a little bit of vitamin. Some of them have a lot. Some of them have, have tons of amino acids. It really depends. But it all starts with saline solution, which is what's going to hydrate you. So you don't have to worry so much about what bag you're getting. If it's a financial thing, pay for the glutathione and don't worry about the other stuff. All right. Next one comes, uh, again, from Fluff Daddy. I think there was another one from him. Fluff uh, Daddy. Two questions back. Says, my lord, PJ, two questions. For someone following a ketogenic diet for weight loss, is there any benefit to using any kind of creatine product or even a laxogenin product like anagenin, anagenin 20? Yep. He actually put it on there. Good man. Which is like. That's a listener right there. Man, you're like writing, writing into the script for us. Must know uh, Mike Peskin. For, for losing fat and building muscle. Also, being the president and CEO of Blackstone Labs has to come with all kinds of stress. How do you efficiently effectively manage stress and the cortisol rise that comes with it or do you haha <laughs> i'm just looking to i'm just not looking to do bong rips or feed the geese every time i feel <laughs> stressed i'm always feeding the geese it's the only thing that truly helps year round when it comes to stress feeding all sorts of geese flogging dolphins all them punching clowns out are they like canadian flying geese <laughs> mine mine are, mine mine don't fly too far no no mine are like collapsing geese <laughs> they trip my geese so following a ketogenic diet should you use creatine or even laxogenin? Uh, they both have their place in any diet. That doesn't you're, what you're eating doesn't change the effect of how, what they do for your muscles. So yes, they're both good. Um, Stress management. If you are on a ketogenic diet, you probably benefit a lot from creatine because it's going to hold water into your muscles more because you don't you don't you don't have anything really other than sodium holding any water in you now. So now you have something that's going to help with that. You'll be more explosive in the gym. Um, stress management. Well, I can tell you that during my divorce, which was the most stressful thing of all time, I also had to deal with the second most stressful thing of all time, which was the FDA raid. And that shit was managed by copious amounts of vodka. And I do not recommend that for anyone. And I almost friggin' killed myself. Um, I, I was the most unhealthy I've ever been. And you can see it. In the old old videos, your lord was looking fat and disheveled and ugly. An ugly fucking slob. Excuse and now my, we wear a champion Blackstone No, shirt. I would not be. I, I, I would be wearing – what I would be wearing would probably be like a double extra large champion sweatshirt just hiding the disgustingness under, underneath. Now I'm in a tight-ass 
You gotta see. <laughs> I don't have a tight ass t-shirt. So I'm back. Shirt. <laughs> it's a fucking schmedium. And um, all jokes aside, don't turn to booze. If you like weed, by all means, smoke weed. There's nothing bad about weed. There really isn't. And I don't smoke weed, but I still support it. And I'm glad that medically it's it's something that people can get easier and easier now. Florida hopefully won't be too far behind because all my parents are like 30, 40 year burners now. Maybe doing bong rips for breakfast forever. Um, I wish that uh, that it had that effect on me. I've tried all sorts of weed from all sorts of weed smokers. And um, I don't know. It just makes me paranoid. And, um, you know. You know, I just – I do a little bit of a I hit. just – I like uh, a little bit. But then the second time, it no. just sends me into outer space. I start thinking you. that all the police are coming for me. And there's not <laughs> even any police around. <laughs> but they're still coming. I'm looking out the front blinds. I'm asking myself, what am I doing here? The I grass saw you UFO one night. Oh, my. They were trying to abduct me. You guys are from Boca. They knew that I was on the weed. <laughs> you guys are from Boca. All right, this last question, actually, we're going to ask. Yeah, but well, honestly, though, th- this is true. When you come, when you when you have an orgasm as, as a man, you re- release prolactin, and you also get a sense of a calmness that comes over you. And when you're stressed out, if you're not going to have sex, or maybe you're too stressed out to have sex, seriously, go jerk off. It will It will help you. It will mellow you out. And not just that, but when you jerk off instead of having sex, that like you know calmness you get afterwards isn't immediately interrupted by somebody talking. Yeah, you're right. You know you're what I'm right. saying? Or like, crying. <laughs> oh, that's just bad, you know. You guys, there's nothing good about Jim, that. Jim. <laughs> Jim, Tim, and the Tuck Tuck Woohoo. <laughs> Your ride's outside. You know it's cute. It's got only three wheels. You know. You guys want to go and have an adventure? <laughs> We're going to have Jim with the Tuk Tuk Woohoo drive you up to the dark park up here and have you talk about the bridge with the minnows. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard the ghost stories, but I don't know. I've never seen one myself, but I don't. What room are you in? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Jim Tim on the show. So I don't I don't know. I don't think we have time to uh, to go into Jim Tim. I think we might have to save it for the next one. So we'll just go into the last question. All right, we'll save Jim Tim for the next one. I know you guys want to know about Minnesota. You're going to have to wait. There are some funny people like Jim Tim that we met, and everyone really does talk like this, guys. Every if there's any time. listeners from Minnesota, you're probably really confused at who these Minnesotians are hosting the show this week. <laughs> because we're definitely going to have to get Jim Tim. Yo, shout out to Stillwater, Minnesota, by the way. Yeah, if you if you live nearby or have been to Stillwater, you probably know – what we're talking about with the bridges and the tuk tuk woohoo. It's like Crystal Lake. There's a there's a very nice man out there that that runs a three wheel uh, free ride service yep. to to taxi around drunk folks from bar to bar and take you to sightseeing spots and things like that. And he doesn't charge you any money. Nope. Just wants to give you a good time. He does it for humanity. He's trying to save the world. You know, I won a good idea contest with this, and I've been just going with it ever since. Yep. So. Uh, the last question here is about crazy sex stories, which we obviously have a lot of these. Um, says, hey, PJ, I love the show and I always look forward to listening to it. My question is, what are some of the craziest or funniest sex stories you've had? Just thought this might be a fun topic. Sincerely, Derek. And Derek, sincerely, we're going to answer your question in depth on the next one. So you guys will have to tune in for our very first clip. We love sex stuff. But we know that this one is going to probably take a long time. And we wanted to hustle this in an hour, which I think we did. Yep. Trevor's got to be someplace. We all got to be someplace. Wanted to make sure we got the podcast out because we missed it last week. That is a question that just simply cannot be done in two minutes. Nope. So 
Until next time. We'll kick off the next show at the sex. We'll show. kick off the next one with We're your gonna question, bring and, and butt plugs and shit, too. You know. We're going to move all this and replace it with sex toys. Fleshlights. Fleshlights. Lube. I don't, I don't know paste. fleshlights. I've never seen one in person. You know, I've never seen a fleshlight in person, too, and I was, like, super tempted to get one just because I wanted to see. Like, I think it would be funny just to be like, hey, I used a fleshlight, and, like, it does feel like a vagina. But I feel like I would also be, like, creeped out, like, coming inside this fucking flashlight. Flashlight. Yeah. No, I just – I can't – I've never been able to get down with it. Until they, they started advertising those ones that, like, they're 3D mapped like a porn star's vagina. And I'm like, hey, at least there's a purpose behind it. Yeah. You know, not that I would buy one, but if somebody, like, really likes a specific porn star, you know, do your thing. I feel like that's something that you don't need to re- reinvent the wheel on either, you know? you know? Like, just jerk off the way that everybody else does. Yeah. I For mean, me, like, I'm, I like – I don't want to come inside a flashlight that I had to clean when I can just go on the floor and I know my cleaning lady is going to get it twice a week. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. So we were talking about this not that long ago, and apparently Dave knows that you you empty it out after every use, but Vlad was like, oh, I just let it build up in there for a couple of weeks. Really? <laughs> I was like, Vlad, doesn't that get like nasty there? He's like, oh, yeah, it definitely grows mold. Oh, my God. I was God. like, oh, Why? bro, what are you Why? doing? <laughs> so your, your crazy sex story. I know. All, all the girls that I know, they boil their dildos and shit. Oh, like no. They keep them shit sanitized as fuck. Well, we've got more crazy sex stories coming for you on the next episode. You'll have to tune in. Peace out, bye. Peace out, bye.